0: hello guys and welcome back to my podcast i hope the audio um is better for you guys i finally found my headphones that have a um mic on it so i hope it's a lot better for you in today's episode we will be reading a um horror story from wattpad so i hope you enjoy And if you do and you like the concept of this, um, send me any stories or anything from Wattpad that you'd like me to read. Or if you'd like to drop a genre of book, I can pick one and I can read it on a podcast for you guys. As always, don't forget to leave topic ideas in the description below so I can record and post episodes that are based on something you guys would like to listen to. See you in the next voice clip. I'm just going to load up the story now. So, the book we are going to be reading today is called Misfit by Maria Bermont. Just for a little back story on the book, it says on the back, on the blurb, Jimmy has big dreams for his daughter Charlie. Well one big dream, a huge wedding to a rich and handsome geek. Actually, scrub that, any geek will do. Charlie would rather drown in a maggot-infested swamp, but what's new? She never fitted in with things at home, work through is a different story. Charlie's been promoted, work though, it's a different story. Charlie's been promoted. He's now the funky studio manager at The Zone, an exclusive Total Body Emporium, that's a gym to you and me, where pop stars and plebs alike walk in to work out. Things are looking good, and with the arrival of Carr, a multi-talented dancer, I love life's on the up to. However, with the zone about to become a focus of a channel four reality show, the pressure is on. Charlie realizes she has to raise her game, but she doesn't know the half of it. She may indeed be getting shagged senseless, but she also about to get screwed something rotten. Miss Fitz's hilarious tale of keeping fit fitting in and one massively devious fit up oh and a fat geek dad fat Greek dad might I add let's start the first bit chapter one the bit before I turned into Lydia shh shh Daniel hushed hushes me with a shush sound enough to get him a job as an air raid siren as an air raid siren. They must be able to hear you giggling a mile away. What can I say? I'm nervous. Who doesn't giggle when they're nervous? I should think Eminem practically wets himself in the dressing room pre concert. Well, I bet Gareth Gates does. Okay, whatever you do, don't sneeze. He whispered, oh god, the power of suggestion, I clamped both hands over my nose, it does the trick, but only because I can't breathe, I'm literally suffocating myself, but I'm too scared to remove my hands, in case I'm beset by sneezes, or giggles, or both at the same time, thus sending the precious white powder into orbit, I'm dying here, need oxygen, It's me or the cocaine, simple choice, surely. The coke looks like candorail and came wrapped in a ripped out corner of a page from last week's OK. Whereas I am sensitive and beautiful human being, or at least I would be if I could only lose a tiny bit from around my hips, no brainer, I win, I remove my hands take a noisy, draw-out breath that sucks so much air from the room, I feel my ears pop from the pressure change. If you're that scared, let's just forget it, Charlie, Danielle whispered irritably. I keep the noise down, if someone hears us, we're dead. i stop being such a drama queen, no one's going to die, we'll only get sacked and arrested and imprisoned. Uh, please tell me you locked the door. Of course I locked it. Now, for Christ's sake, shut up and let me concentrate. I shut up and watch him concentrate. I've seen people do this in a dozen films. Take a little heap of white powder and tra- transform it into a pair of perfectly straight lines with a couple of deft chops from a gold. annex card. Daniel doesn't have an annex. He doesn't even have a top man card. He's using the end of his index finger, which is trembling, so his lines so are more like wiggly worms and sweaty, so more coke is sticking to his finger than is on the desk. Because, like me, he's shitting himself. Being a drug virgin is so uncool. I'm 24 and I've never even had a drag of a joint or a cigar or a cigarette. Come to that. Daniel ahead of me, slightly, he snorted the first line last night, came into work this morning raving about it, he also came in with that little bit of okay in his pocket, and he's been going on at me all day to try it with him, that's why we're locked in our posses office now, we're on the 7th floor of the zone, London's most prestigious fitness centre, so prestige that we're not allowed to call it fitness centre. No, it's a total body emporium. Apart from my own breathing, the only sound I can hear was ping plinky plonk of the piano wafting along the corridor from the ballet studio. Total body emporium, classical piano ballet. There are not things usually associated with drug culture. Add to that the zone's zero-tolerance policy. We must be out of our minds. Daniel's lines are getting wonkier. He's looking seriously stressed. I thought drugs were meant to be fun. Well, apart from when you've turned into a desperate junkie who's reduced to selling everything for your walkman to your ulcer- ulcerated body in order to score the next fix what we need here is some light relief it's just had a thought that definitely comes under the headline of light so i try it on daniel hey this is good charlie doing charlie get it i proceed to laugh a little too hysterically because as i've explained i'm shitting myself shut up he snaps clearly impressed by the dazzling wit here, give me some money. I said, I'll pay you for half later. Not for that, you prat. We need a note to suck it up through. Oh yeah, I need that. I fumbled in my pocket and come up with a fiver that's seen better days. It's limp and overused. And as I unfolded, I discovered it held together by a piece of tape. I handed it to my drug buddy. Is that all you've got? Sorry I told you, I need to go to the bank. I'll have, it'll have to do. With quivering hands, he tries to roll it into a tight tube. After several attempts, it obviously isn't going to happen. How about a post-it? I asked, spotting the yellow pad on desk. Don't be daft. The coke will stick to the gummy bit at the top. We looked at each other deflating audibly, looks as if the seventh floor is a, is as high as we were going to get today. Tell you what, Daniel whispers, perking up, let's do that thing where you rub it onto your gums, excellent idea, not. I know how this stuff gets into the country, I've seen those documentaries showing terrified African women sitting on toilets waiting. To poo out condoms of the stuff, and he wants me to stick it in my mouth. He doesn't wait for my answer. He dabs his fingertips at the powder, but unlike a few moments ago, he couldn't get the stuff off his hands. It doesn't want to stick. Use a bit of spit, I suggested, remembering what I used to do with sherbet tip when I was younger. Okay, last week, he licks his fingers and tries again, this time getting a generous plodge of powder to stick. Without a moment's hesitation, he thrusts his finger into mouth and rubs vigorously like he's a mate for a sleepover and forgot his toothbrush. Ugh, he squirred rapidly, withdrawing his finger. What? I squirted back. Registered the terror on his face, he can't speak. He stands rigid as white foam begins to dribble from the corner of his mouth, oh my fucking god, he's ODing, or he's scored a batch of pure, uncut something or other, or, or, I don't fucking know, I'm a drug virgin, but whatever happening, I'm sure it can only be a matter of minutes, seconds even, before he slumps into a coma, His heart goes into arrest, and he becomes another tragic statistic in the terrible war on drugs. Got to do something because the dribble of foam have turned into fizzing, popping bubbles, and are practically exploding from his mouth. Do what though? I've passed a fully accredited first aid course, but believe me, we never covered oro oral effervescence. His arms are flapping in a desperate plea for help before his body shuts down. I respond by obviously flapping my arms right back at him. He tries to speak, but it comes out as incomprehensible. Bubbly gurgle. I lean forward because if these are going to be my final words, I'll never forgive myself. If I didn't catch them. Bastard. He groans at last. Come on, Daniel. I urge gripping his shelters family. Talk to me, hang on in there. The fucking bastard he's spluttered, a fresh torrent of bubbles spitting from his mouth. This isn't Coke, I knew it. He brought a batch of rat poison. It's oh fuck yourself, sir. Ugh When I'm nervous I giggle. When I'm confused, words come out of strange noises. That's fucking con artist, filthy quid I gave him, the fucking hangover relief, Charlie. It's alka he says, his mouth fizzing merrily to emphasise the point, because I can't show my relief by laughing in his face with immobilised by the sound of the door, the one that Daniel swore he locked, clicking behind us. What the hell are you two doing in here? We turn to see Lydia, hands on her hips, left eye looking at me, right eye staring at Daniel. She has the world's freakiest squint, which right now is assessed assessed because it means she can glare at both of us Simu- simultaneously. Luckily, we're standing in front of Jamie's desk and blocking her view of the mess of white powder behind us. Oh boy are we in trouble, sorry Lydia, Philip was complaining that his piano set out of tune, I grovel, just came upstairs to have a listen, wow, I'm quick on my feet, and the queen of instantly improvising excuses, put Philip, the ballet teacher, constantly whinging, whining about his piano together with the fact that we can actually hear the thing from here, sort of, and bingo, we have possibly, We have a possible get-out. In case you hadn't noticed, Charlotte, the ballet studio piano is in the ballet studio, not in Jamie's office. While I only said it was possible get-out. Next to me, Daniel was swallowing like he's never swallowed before. And let me tell you, that's saying something in an effort to deal with... Ongoing fishing before, he says, obviously, we came into Jamie's office because the acoustics in here are excellent. Daniel, what in God's name do you know about? Muse. Shh. Hear that, he says, as fresh notes cascade along the corridor. Perfect D-sharp, isn't that the most gorgeous note on the scale? Daniel wouldn't know D-sharp from, do- from dog shit, but he has stopped Lydia in her tracks. For a moment anyways. We are only on page 8 of this book. But it is currently 12 o'clock at night. So I will be switching off for tonight. And I will finish reading this book tomorrow night. Or tomorrow during the day. Thank you for listening. See you later on. It'll still be the same, um, video, voice recording episode. Woo. Goodbye. Thanks for watching. Leave any comments or topic suggestions in the comment section below. See you soon. Mwah.